Welcome to episode 16 of the Armchair Critics Podcast. We're the underqualified experts to discuss all things sport, life and work with little to no background or supporting evidence. I'm joined with Jack. How are you, Sean? Mate, I'm good. It's been a long couple of weeks. We couldn't get on last week. Purely well, my fault. Welcome back to health, mate. Good to see you. <laughs> Thank you. Got influenza A for the second time in five weeks. So that was super fun. It is uh, It is going around. Seriously, our uh, our office sounds like a hospital ward at the moment. Every second person's just coughing Honestly, and spluttering and sneezing. it's such a G up because you can't go into the GPs to get antibiotics. So I had to go to their respiratory clinic and they said, go get tested tested negative on a rat went to the pcr got a pcr at the hospital and they say if you if you have influenza or anything we'll let you know so i tested negative they didn't let me know went to my gp and he goes mate you've got influenza a and i was like bro this sucks again yeah. you're kidding and then because i'm allergic to any good antibiotics <laughs> it was a healthy diet of nurofen uh bisulfan cough medicine oh christ codeine and pat and panadol for about seven to eight days straight so it was just a dopey spastic playing 2k at home <laughs> yeah nice. talk. well I, I reckon whatever is going around at the moment i reckon i had it about oh, nine or ten days ago and it hit me harder than covid yeah same here. i had no symptoms with covid whatsoever and i was just yeah a bit of a mess actually i was still at work sitting there like why the hell am i here so i'm so not productive today yeah so i was literally when i got it the second time i was literally sitting next to one of the new blokes when i was at centrelink training him and within 10 minutes my whole like bag under my eyes puffed out and my nose puffed out and my manager walked past and she's like my kids do that when they're sick go home whatever i'll go home early on a friday no walkers (laughs) oh you don't have to ask you twice (laughs) yeah and um, um yeah no go on just cooked like it hit you hit me, hit me like that quick yeah Co- and i reckon it's hitting everyone harder that's had covid because the immune system's be a bit weaker yeah yeah no and i reckon that look you know at about lunchtime i was feeling fine by 2 30 i was cooked. cooked yeah yeah seriously same here yeah um right well we'll head straight into the cricket um probably start uh mentioning chris lynn who's still without a deal in the big bash That's for the upcoming hey. season that we haven't seen anything uh, anything come out yet. No even rumblings about who might be interested or whatnot. Because he's been killing it overseas. So he's scoring bulk runs in the Vitality Blast. He's a leading run scorer over there, um, averaging nearly 100, striking at nearly 200 with <laughs> uh, 200s and 350s or something like that. It's all ridiculous. He's just killing it. Um, hitting some monstrous bombs too. I mean, I know the grounds aren't the biggest, but there's a, a viral video that went around of him literally hitting the ball into someone's backyard. Someone's backyard, yeah. yeah. You just see it bounce. Yeah. So, and um, the other bloke who is putting together a pretty good case to be picked in the squad for the T20 World Cup later in the year for Australia is Tim, Tim David. Tim David, um, So there was actually no one in the IPL this year uh, or maybe ever that had scored... Uh, or had averaged more and with a higher strike rate than him. Yep. So he averaged about 30 with a strike rate of 200 and no so, one's ever done that. So no one went as hard as he did. No. So um, And with the continued and consistent success that he did as well. So And he's killing it. He made, oh, there was a, a 62 off 30 balls or something in there as well. And he was, I He's was, just I was destructive, man. He yeah. hit him everywhere. Yeah. Mostly straight. And if they got too straight to him, it's just six over square leg or yeah. six over fine leg. So he, he's seriously hitting the ball well at the moment. So. It's good too because he actually plays like orthodox cricket shots. He does. He just, just hits the ball them. really hard. Yeah. 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 There's no, he's not a real 
what you like a three sixty player. There's no laps. There's no reverses. Nah, it's all ju- it's all one eighty. It's all from point to square leg. But fucking hell, he hits him hard. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. On the cricket Australia winning the T Twenty series two one should have been three nil if it wasn't for four overs of brilliance from the Sri Lankan captain Shanika who they needed nineteen off the last over I think and. Got it with a ball or two to spare. It was crazy. He was just slapping the Richardsons everywhere. But um, Aaron Finch, man of the series, Ooh. despite being Australia's second leading run scorer, yeah, which was interesting. Um, however, it was good to see him back in the runs. So been a, a good tour for him so far. Actually, he scored a few runs in the first one day as well um, that Australia won. Um, and on the one day, Australia just just stri- stricken with injuries at the moment. With um, So... From the last game, Agar and Stoinis. Stoinis both out. Richardson's already gone home injured. Star, Star, yeah, sorry, Kane Richardson out injured. Stark is out injured, um, which has forced... Sean Abbott as well. Oh, Sean Abbott. Yeah, that was before the tour even started. So there's five blokes. It was over um, like a week period too. Yeah. I think your timeline of it. Yeah. So, um, and so Travis Head's been recalled, which people thought it was probably a bit strange that he wasn't in the squad to start with. I don't mind it. Um, but good to see him in there now. Well, he got a hundred and a couple of like really quick eighties against uh, Pakistan over there. He is our. He was our best like domestic one ball cricketer too. Like that two hundred hit against Queensland was pretty outrageous. Yeah, so good to see him get another crack, and it's good for Australia's depth, I think. Um, but also the big news coming out of oh, well, as of a couple of hours ago, is that Matt Kuhneman, who's a local Gold Coast boy, uh, making his debut for Australia, which is pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. Like, we got to play against him and for you with him. Yeah, so um, I played... I um, didn't play a heap of cricket with Matt. I probably would have played maybe half a dozen junior games with him, I suppose. Um, but yeah, sorry, I played at the same cricket club, obviously. And it, it's pretty cool to see someone that you played with go on and play for Australia. And I mean, you know, probably even at the start of the summer just gone, wasn't even like a mainstay in the Queensland side. Yeah, like he, and then like they, he wasn't even Queensland's frontline spinner. Well, he still isn't, and he's still not, I suppose. But him and Schweppe are both playing in this game, and he's had he had a good Marsh Cup. He had a really good Sheffield Shield, leading wicket taker, leading wicket taker in the Shield, which got him on the tour in the first place. And I'm, to be honest, I'm not sure they really would have seen him as someone who they were going to play in the one day stuff. I, I, well, I mean, he was there for the Australia A stuff. Yeah, for, which is the and he uh, was, just like the development kind of four-day stuff in it, the first it, class. And they played one-day stuff as well. Yeah. So in that one-day stuff, he was the leading wicket taker of spinners and the most economical. Yeah, but I reckon like when they when they were looking at the, the, the A team or the A squad to take away, I reckon they looked at him as more of a prospect in the uh, in the uh, first-class arena, yeah. like in the four-day and the, and the test matches, rather than, say, the, um, the limited overs stuff. But... Um, with uh, Agar going down, they obviously still wanted a, a left arm finger spinner. Who, I mean, left arm finger spinners have a great record over in Sri Lanka of being successful. Mm. So they obviously wanted to stick with that. Agar has been bowling really well, um, really well. I reckon he's probably one of Australia's underrated bowlers in the white ball stuff at the moment. Zampa gets a lot of the praise, um, and rightfully so. But he's Agar our does. frontline spinner. But Agar, Agar does, does a job. Lucky that game, Sri Lanka made three hundred. And I think he went two for 49 off his 10 overs. Which considering. Which is just elite. Yeah. Like he's, it's just so good in today's game. Only going at less than five and over, picking up two wickets, you know, really just ties up an end through the middle of the game and makes it really difficult. To- but back on Cooney too, like you're right about the first class stuff because in like the Big Bash and 
Matador Cup. He gets spanked. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, and, and like, you know, it's just, I'm sure that's something as a pretty talented bloke that over time he'll get better. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm sure they would have seen him more as a, as a weapon in the, in the five day stuff, but great to see him get a run here and hopefully it's a sign of things to come. And, you know, it just goes to show you, don't, you know, only ever a couple of injuries away from getting a crack. And if he goes out today, gets two or three far, he probably plays the next game as well. Hopefully he does, man. Like hopefully he good. keeps going. And again, it's all just bolstering depth in the Australian cricket system, which is never a bad thing, really. It's kind of the best thing that can come out of a hundred blokes getting injured. Um, now, the other cricket that's going on around the place... Actually, did you want to touch on the niche Australia A stat that you yes, had? So, um, with Cooney and Head going up and all the injuries that have all happened, Scott Bolland's also another one that got injured. Yep. Um, there's a, a flying a few blokes over, so Nathan McAndrew is a late call-up. Oh, yeah. Um, he's in England, so they're flying him from England because yep. he's playing uh, county cricket at the moment. So, because he was so late, they don't have a Nathan McAndrew shirt, so he's bowling in a Scott Bolland Australia A shirt. For the four-day game. Interesting. So when he runs in, it says Boland, 19 on the back. Love and it's that. Nathan McAndrew, and they've got very different actions. They do? And one's blonde and one isn't. Yeah. <laughs> very uh, Two different different frames, too. Well, I reckon uh, McAndrew would be much bigger, three or four inches taller than, uh, than Scott Boland. Yeah, because yeah, I was watching the Australian A wickets on the way back on the train, and I'm like, that's not Scott Boland. <laughs> <laughs> that is not Scott Boland. Um, oh. He made 92. In the Australia A game. Who? Nathan McAndrew. Philly- he can bat. Yeah. Steckity made 48. Aaron Hardy made 68. The tail wagged ridiculous. Yeah. Um, actually, I, on Aaron Hardy, love seeing that. I reckon yep. he's is another it, guy that has come leaps and bounds in the last six months. Going back, not the season just gone, but the season before for the, uh, the Scorchers, wasn't even in their best 15 players, I don't reckon. They stuck with him and all had no idea why because the output just wasn't there at all. Um, but season just gone. They had a few injuries through the middle. He got an extended run, particularly with the bat, which was good to see. He's a leap to um, it. And was so good. His finishing skills were just unbelievable. He's so, quite young. He's about 22. Yeah. And he's yeah. British born. Yeah. Another one of these uh, Cameron Green type blokes who bowls. Just Western Australian. fucking well. Yeah. Big, tall West Australian all-rounder. So good to see. Um, England. Have they turned the corner? Two wins against the uh, reigning World Test Champions, New no. Zealand. You don't reckon? No, nah, I want to see more of it. Yeah. In saying that, I watched day four and five of the last test and it was unreal. Yeah. So, um, obviously, there was a, a massive win for them. With, uh, and, and really, it was orchestrated by Joe Root, you would have to say, in that first test. Yeah, he hit 170 um, going at 80. No, no, no. That was in the that was in the second test. No, the first test, he got, oh, 100, about second. He got 100, 100 odd. Uh, maybe not out. He's hundred and led he's, them in the chase in the was, fourth innings. Was that the hundred that got him to ten thousand runs exactly? When he uh, hit his hundred, uh, maybe because that that's pretty cool too. And also, uh, you want another? You want a niche stat for you? Always. So he equaled Alistair Cook's record as the youngest player to ten thousand Test runs, like to the to the day to the day. That is, niche. they were both <laughs> they were both the exact same age to the day. I think Alistair Cook ended up being. Like, if you count days from birth, Alistair Cook was one day younger. Oh, okay. uh, ah. <laughs> that's but, if I'm cooking, but, I'm claiming it. But, like, the same number. They were 31 and 170-something days or something cooked. It was so just come, so one of the ca- coolest niche stats I've so ever seen. So, if you seen. come down to hours, Cookie gets him. Oh, no, I think if you... It, well, yes. If you come down to, like, days, 
the as in number of days old, um, Cookie was younger. It like must have been one extra leap year, so it just chops off one day or something. <laughs> oh. I like, but just so close. But I think um, they showed a stat, and there was a, a game uh, two or three years ago between England and New Zealand where. New Zealand set England 250 to win off 70 overs and um, England finished uh, three for 170 off their 70 overs. So just not even going just for it, just it. dead batting negative cricket. Whereas this was the complete opposite. They were actually in a bit of strife early. Yeah. And um, like Root, Pope, Crawley, Crawley all went really cheap. early. So Crawley's back struggling again, um, which I mean is a topic for another day. But Alex Lee's got a few runs. Um, and then Bearstow and Stokes got together. Unbelievable. And just came out after tea and decided, well, fuck this. We're just going to tee off. And the the nine overs after tea went for 102 runs for no wickets. So good. So before in the first innings as well, uh, Southie was bowling as Stokes when he first came in. Yeah. Southie bowled four balls in the same spot and was going to do it again for the fifth time. And Stokes, I reckon, got three metres down the pitch and put him 25 metres over the over his head, over the rope. Yeah, so he's taking a really, really aggressive approach to to his batting at the minute, which I don't mind. He's dropped um, down a spot in the order as well. He has, so he's batting six, which I think... I think it's I, better. Yeah, I don't know whether it's necessarily better. It's probably better for the team, because I think Besto seems to be flourishing batting at five. Um, if that's got, how Stokes is going to bat, I think six is probably... Yeah, to do it there. Absolutely, and uh, Ben Folks has showed a bit of metal with the uh, with the bat too, um, despite uh, a certain member of the Munro family not uh, not rating his wicket keeping at all. A certain member or members? Oh, members is it? I reckon it's members. Oh wow, so rough. Although I do have a screenshot of one of well, said Munro family member mentioning that my wicket keeping skills are better than Ben Folks, so I'll take that to my grave. Um, <laughs> But I, have you ever I heard think, of a hyperbole before? Yeah, no, no, I've never. Huh? Hi, what? Hyperbole. <laughs> no, I know what the word is, Sean. Hyperbole. <laughs> yeah, hyperbole. Yeah, it's like a Super Bowl but bigger. <laughs> um, but I think I, I think you're probably right. Um, but I think it's a good start because New Zealand are a good side, um, and to have beaten them comprehensively twice, New uh, Zealand is made a great a s- start. Selection error in, in the second test. Uh, uh, who? So it was a flat deck. And they picked Matt Henry instead of Neil Wagner. Yeah, okay. No, I do agree with you there. I would And then tried to bump Matt people Henry. with Matt Henry. When yeah, I'm just not really a fan. Like, I Matt mean, Henry, he's okay. Matt Henry is great for New Zealand's fifth best teamer. Yeah. So, it, it also didn't help. Kyle Jamison went down halfway through the first innings as well. Southie broke bowled down. poo. Southie bowled just tripe. Trent Bolt was elite, though. He was elite. Like, they, they he went for... every they, bit of that five. Yeah, they went for 500 in the first innings, and he got five for 90 or something, and, and gen, looked like a genuine threat every single time he went bowled. Bowl. eight over spells with two over breaks. Yeah, and he was... He's, he's a phenomenal... And this is coming off a... Um, a long IPL as well with no, no test or first class preparation behind him and is now the most scoring number 11 bat in yes, test history yes going past Murli- Murli- I can't say his full name I tried Murilitharan I'll give you and a, we'll leave it at that better than me um, so but yeah no good start to the Stokes uh, McCullum partnership I reckon Yep. Um, they just, I don't know, They their cricket looks... I know they're playing at home, so it's different, but still, their cricket looks better. Their attitude is better too. Yeah. The field Stokes set is interesting. It's a bit more attacking. Yeah. Um, the, actually, the other thing was that um, Jack Leach uh, was subbed out 
concussion subbed out in the first test, in the first session. Um, so in the he went for a diving save in the field, and at, he's gone like head over, and he's gone over and like whacked the side of his head slash neck as he landed. So he got subbed out um, at a, or about like towards the end of lunch um, on day one. So Matt Parkinson, who we'd been calling to get picked anyway, uh, got a run, um, and didn't really look overly threatening. I have to say, Under, um, underwhelming. Yeah, it was underwhelming because a lot of the stuff that I've seen him bowl in the county system, um, it's not flat, but he looks much faster through the air. Whereas, I mean, obviously, not ideal circumstances to come in. Like, he wouldn't have been expecting to play at all. And uh, I don't know, he didn't look underprepared or anything. Maybe he was nervous first test, probably rightfully so to be nervous, but he just bowled too slow through the air. I guess with those concussion subs now, they've got to be like the 18th minute of footy where you, you, you prepare to play. Yeah. And then don't play. I suppose. Rather and the other way around. The other thing was... Like, like Marnus was doing. Yeah. And like he was nearly... It was just way too slow to the through the air to the point where I didn't... Uh, I, I can't remember this stat exactly, but I think it was... The batsman charged him three times more than they would on average to any other slow bowler. Like normally, so it was, they, they might advance to say... Eight or ten percent of balls, whereas to him it was more like twenty-five to thirty percent. They were running down the wicket and getting a heap of stuff on the full. So, but they still won the test. So, and it'll be good experience for him because it'll be way better for the for the run. So, um, that's all I got for cricket. You got anything, Dad? Nah, perfect. Well, we so might, same as always. Excellent, excellent. Well, we might move on to overrated, underrated for the week then. Now, my first one: reverse parking, massively underrated. Interesting. I love it. I do it every time I can. I think it's massively overrated. You're kidding. Massively overrated. You just end up holding up the line of people to get get through car parks. Incorrect. You whack your indicator on. You show everyone around you who's the fucking big dog in the car park. Nah, you you slide in. Fucking wanker. And the best bit is when you get out, you don't have to reverse, stop, reverse, stop. You can see what you're doing. Nah, I think in smaller car parks, it's probably fine. But when you're in like shopping center car parks and nope. you've got lines and lines of people, that is the best fucking bit. just nose in, get out of other people's way. No, Fuck. you got to show them that you got the park they were looking for. Reverse in, nail it, walk off like a boss. Nah, fuck that. Just nose in and worry about backing out later. Um, my first one for you is bread top. Is what? Bread top. I have no idea what that nah, is. Ah, shit. Um, it's like a <laughs> <laughs> this is great yeah great material they're all over the place it's like f- almost like a bakery but like with heaps of different like I guess protein bread and it's like Vietnamese bread and stuff as well alright is there one around here? heaps not not in Hellsville because it's not that busy but like pretty much any major shopping is there one in Harbour Town? yes that one near the Woolies? yeah yeah okay that's uh, look, I've not been in there or eaten anything from there, but just purely based on how it looks from the outside, I'm going to say massively overrated. Yeah, I think it is too. Yeah, okay, perfect. I'm glad we could come to an agreement <laughs> after not knowing what the fuck you're talking about. Um, my second one, bean bags. Oh, per- oh. how much beans are in the bag? Mm. <laughs> Non-specified. Uh, just bean bags in general. Flat, perfectly rated. But the, the less amount of beans, the more overrated they get. The fresher the bean, the more underrated the bag. So I am going to say they are overrated. I would much rather lie on the couch or 
I actually reckon I would rather lie on the floor, like a carpet floor with a couple of pillows under my head, nah, so, than I would sit on a beanbag. So when we first, when I first moved into Chevron Island, the couch wasn't that big, and so during the ashes, I would lie down on the beanbag, use the, the the couch as like the headrest. Yeah, open the door and get all like the the, the breeze, the beach breeze in. Elite. Yeah. But that's got less to do with the beanbag. Nah, without the beanbag, you can't experience. do it. Oh, you're kidding. What are you going to do? Put a chair there? Yeah, pillows. Obviously. No, but you you get a sore back after a while with pillows and carpet. Trust me, I had a lot of sleepovers with mates when I was 16 where they just give you like nah. the carpet and like maybe like a doormat for a blanket. Yeah, whereas when you crash here, there's 55,000 couches that you get to pick and yeah, choose boy. to sleep on. Wake up in the morning and there's a snoring chungus in my kitchen. <laughs> Uh, your second one? Uh, lemonade. Uh, underrated. I agree. Criminally yeah. underrated. Yeah. No, well, and again, it was just one of those things. As kids, with mum being fairly health conscious, really the only... And like, because lemonade doesn't have colours or preservatives in it. It's pure. Well, as pure as, as soft can drink can get. Yeah. So that's really the only soft drink we drank as kids. And then oh, maybe solo occasionally as well, but it was... If ever we had soft drink, you never had. You, you never had your Mountain Dews or nah, your no, no Mountain Dew. Coke was never something we had as kids. Coca Cola either. Oh, that's nice. Um, but no, soft drink really just wasn't a thing uh, as much when we were kids. But yeah, if it was, it was lemonade. So underrated. I reckon it's underrated too. Growing up, we had, and it's also a great mixer. Um, yep, I was getting there. Canadian Club and lemonade S- hits the spot. Slaps. Um, Thanks. Cody. Pretty much any. Dark spirit goes pretty well with lemonade. Well, I don't drink rum or bourbon, so I've not tried it. Bourbon lemonades are good. They're sweet, though. Very yeah. sweet. But, yeah, as a kid growing up, my stepdad's got quite the sweet tooth, so he'd get, like, the Kirk's mix pack. Yeah. Like, mix 10 pack. And lemonades were criminally under- underrated. Like, if we one of the last ones picked up, I'm like, this is, like, the most... Refer- Same when you're hungover. It's actually one of the yeah, best things to have yeah, when you're I, sick. Yeah. Yep. I if you're not a Lucasade guy like myself... You have a lemonade. Yeah. Hydrates you actually surprisingly well. Yeah. And see, like if you're getting a Macca's meal of a morning, like when you're hungover, like it's lemonade. I get water. Yeah. But it's, you know, Coke is just not it. No, it's lemonade or OJ. Yeah. Well, obviously we weren't, I'm not the big juice guy. So I'm neither. If you see me with an OJ, I'm almost certainly bounced out. Nearly dead. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My third one is Bolter. Oh, Bolter Beer? Yeah. Oh, this... It, it was massively underrated. And now, since CUB bought it, it's starting to get pretty overrated, man. I... Yeah, I'm going to go slightly overrated now. Yeah, I used I've, to... It was my drink of choice when I was like 18, 19, like beer-wise. You know, the trendy marketing can. Yeah. I love the fruity flavor. They're a bit stronger. They're one and a half standards a can. They were good. It was back when Fano and Mick Fanning and uh, Joel Parkinson owned it. Yeah. It was good. Yeah, it wasn't I, mass distributed either, and now they've gone a bit too far into like the when they just had the the XPA, which is the standard one, and the the IPA, the double IPA, and the mid. It was good, and they've probably gone a bit too exotic. Yeah, and it's just not that good on tap yeah, either. They've just they've never I don't know, just never really. And like I'm a craft beer, it didn't kind of kick guy. on like I expected it would. Yeah, and I've I just think, never never really been the biggest fan of all their stuff. There's so many good options out there now. To be fair. That you know, it kind of just gets water. the market's pretty watered, but 
I don't know. They're just like if I was going into the bottle, they probably wouldn't be in my top five. I don't reckon they'd be in your top from. ten. It wouldn't be my top ten. No, they're probably not in my top ten either. What I can honest. get out of a bottle, I can get out of a bloke, and I probably enjoy blokes a little bit more. But you get yeah. the sporting network with blokes. Yeah, I think like. Have you been to the brewery? Um, in Black Crumbin? Ops. I'd say Black Ops is better than Bolter. So they're about the same for me. Yeah. Have you been to the Bolter Brewery in Crumbin? No. I haven't either. I've always wanted to go because it looks pretty good from the Instagram, but right, right. that's we'll, Instagram. We'll, we'll book go. it in. Let's go. We'll see if we can get a room there. Yeah. Try to take the tools on the road, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Your um, third one? Yep. Alex Carey. Uh, I'm going to let you go first. You know my opinion, don't you? What? Of Alex Carey. No. Massively overrated. I... Like, ginormously overrated. Yeah, I tend to agree. I... I can't believe we pick him as a bat. Yeah, I, I don't... Um, I don't think he's the best gloveman in Australia anymore. Uh, yeah, I don't think there was a period where he was. Yeah, well, I think he was just... Uh, the last... kind of, And I wasn't a massive fan of him before this, but the 2019 World Cup put him in a different light. To probably before that, because he had a couple he of good innings. Absolutely there. fucking killed it. Dragged Australia out of a whole heap of mess in just about every game. That West Indies innings was really good, and he kind of just went, "Oh shit!" And then there was a. It actually might have been just before that when we were over there for the Ashes that we had a one day series over in England, and him and Maxi both got hundreds in a chase where we were five for fuck all chasing three hundred, and they got us home. And it's kind of like, oh man, like he's coming to something, and then. I never really saw... He's never had any success in, at a first-class level for South Australia, which... And he then went through a dreadful run of form in the Shield before the whole Tim Payne saga. Yeah. And then when they drafted him in, like, you can't expect a guy... You, like, they dropped... So, like, Matt Renshaw, for example, they dropped him from the Australian side for poor form in the Shield. What, three or four years ago? Yeah. How are you then? How are you handing someone a debut for having the same kind of form? Maybe even worse. Like it just didn't make any sense to me at the time when uh, Josh Inglis was killing it. There's, there's he's been killing it in the Shield for two years. It, like if you put his numbers next to Alex Carey's, Carey's would pale in comparison. You'd ha- you'd have Inglis first, Pearson second, Carey third. In my Inglis opinion. is also younger. Yep. I think he's a better. I think he's I think a better, he's a better athlete and a better mover. I think he's a better gloveman. And he's just. He's just. I, I don't know. I'm not overly impressed by a lot of the batting uh, displays that I've seen from Alex Carey in the Test arena. I reckon he just bats dumb <laughs> for a smart, for uh, like a smart looking guy. And everyone talks about him being a smart cricketer. He does a lot of dumb shit. Like there's. I don't know. He just. He doesn't seem to have the temperament for me to play the longer form. I get stuck in two minds a lot, I reckon. Yeah, I would tests. love, I would love to see Josh Inglis. At least with the white ball stuff, he goes at that one pace. Yeah, no, I'd love, I'd love to see um, Josh Inglis get a crack, uh, an extended it. run because I think he's the future of the first class. I think Pearson's too old now, yeah. compared to Inglis's age, and they're yeah. about the same. With I tend to agree. Maybe Inglis might have, might even be slightly better. Pearson yeah. had a great run this year, but the age difference you got to get. I reckon Inglis is up yeah. next. Yeah, so. Um, Plus no, so I th- oh, I also think he's overrated, but not too overrated in my eyes because I've never really thought he was what everyone else thought he was. I think there was a lot of opinions, a lot of pundits out there that thought this guy is like this guy's the next Australian Test captain, and I'm like, what do you mean? Calm the fuck down. He's not even our third best wicket keeper. Yeah, 
So let's not do that. Nah. So, um, well, that's it for overrated underrated. That is, yeah, perfect. So we'll move on to general sport. So we'll start with the NBA first, just quickly, because there's not a whole heap to update you on. But the Celtics, after being up two one, are down three two. Oh, it's been so good to watch. Great what a, series. What a so time far. to be sick from work. Yeah. Um. So that the uh, the game five where the Warriors seem to be blowing them out in the first kind of quarter and a bit. Oh, actually, well, the first half really wasn't it? They yep. were up t- uh, ten or twelve at half time. And then the Celtics went on a massive run to start the third, scored the first 10 points in the third Which quarter. Which is nuts, because Golden State's like trademark thing is third They're quarter. They're a third quarter team. So, um, but Steph Curry was massive in game four, dropped 43. Probably the best game he's ever played in the finals game. I'm going to go ahead and say, so far. Game five? Four. Four. Four, yeah, four. yeah. Four. The, un- the last one in Boston. Clay um, was solid. Yeah, Steph just Clay's went. been solid the whole series, really. He's just been solid kind of like 18 to 25. Every time I've bet on Clay, it's hit. Yeah. He's just one of those guys. Um, and that, you know, that Steph game was outrageous. Like, he was hitting shots like you just... You can't even... You wouldn't even think of taking, and he's just sinking them. Yeah, he shot seven for 14 from they were three, tra- They were trying to trap him and just shoot over two defenders for three. Yeah. It's just no, ridiculous. Just... It, it nearly, it nearly to the point where it didn't matter who they threw at him, how many they threw at him. It just didn't matter. He was just going to hit them from anywhere. And then game five, he didn't Couldn't hit, hit any. Didn't hit a three. So it broke. For, uh, it broke a whole heap ever. of his streak. So it's his first playoff game ever that he's not hit a single three. One from 132 games. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty handy. Pretty incredible. Yeah. So, um, but then to make up for that, Andrew Wiggins was phenomenal in game five. Huge and game awful. of his life. Game and honestly, I. I reckon if you were doing up the finals MVP board right now, he would be number two. I reckon he's been the second best player in this series. Mm, yeah, for Golden State. Oh, I reckon... So if Golden State go on to win to tomorrow... Tomorrow? Yeah, because I've got He'd be second. That. Yeah, okay. Yep. Um, I'm sick of the NBA Australia app having US dates with Australian times for games. So it has today's date for 11 a.m., but the game's actually tomorrow at 11 a.m. So it's got USA's date and Australia's time. Oh, right. Yes, no, and I Australia's understand. time. Yeah. And it shits me to dits. Yeah, so, it's weird, isn't it? I've never actually And it's been it. like that for years. Mm. I just don't understand. If you're going to do half the job, do the whole job. Yeah, or do none of it. Yeah, or do none. And if you do but, the American times, we'll adjust. Yeah, but I mean, if it's the Australian app, surely they need to just adjust it. ESPN, great people, but they need to sort that shit out. Uh, have you got any more NBA? Because I've got a couple of non-playoff things here. The trades? I got a trade and I've got a retarded player move. <laughs> there, so there's two, there's been two trades so far. Um, the first one, probably reasonably insignificant for everyone involved, I would say. The Thunder uh, Nuggets trade. Yep. So Jermichael Green going from the Nuggets to the Thunder for the 30th pick or the 28th, 26th pick. I don't know. Jermichael Green of can't shoot outside of the key fame. Uh, yes, yes. After that's what the Nuggets literally got him in for was for outside shooting, and then he went and shot twenty six percent. Like he's three. done his whole career. Nah, the two years before that he was thirty five and thirty seven or something. Pretend, mate. He cannot shoot. Yeah, no, you're right. He absolutely can't shoot. So uh, that was a bit of a nothing mood. But the other one was the uh, Christian Wood trade. Yes, I was going to bring that up, mate. Um, what a great trade for the Mavs. I couldn't agree more. They've yeah. given up. 
fuck, fuck all. all. <laughs> the what fuck are the Rockets doing? <laughs> they are just clearing deck. They're like, oh, he makes more than eight million a year. Get him out. Get him out. Oh, oh mate, fuck Mavs are going to be amazing next year. If he's half as, because he's always been on bum teams. Like he was at the Pistons first. Uh yeah, but he played like he. he he bounced around the league eh, before he made anything of himself. Like he played for the Bucks, he got waived by the Bucks. He got waived by New Orleans. Then I think it was actually his second stop with Detroit that he finally got a crack with some meaningful minutes on a shit team, but meaningful minutes when Andre Drummond left. Yeah, and all of a sudden everyone's like, "Oh, this boy can play." And oh, he's he can- like on a on a shit team with Houston last year. To be fair, but he's like a nineteen and nine guy. Yeah, and he's. He's just one of those guys that'll just do his job. Yeah. He's got so, an amazing bounce. Great, great can, trade. Bit of front court strength for the Honestly, I, I think he's a budget aid, Anthony Davis. Well, that's a massive call. Massive call, but he's going to play on a good probably, team. Probably not quite the defensive player that AD is, I would say. But, um, it's hard to tell on this. But he's team. a better shooter. Yeah. He's much better from he's outside. Got, he's got that... Feet. When he attacks the rim, he's got that like, AD-like style. Yeah. Like, yeah. He gets r- right up there. Decent touch. No, I think it's a, and it's just, I mean, it, the, if this playoffs has shown this, shown us anything, it's that Dallas need to put better pieces around Luca. He cannot do it all by himself. So I think bringing bringing some front court strength in will help them. And it's not a, a massive lot. name either. Like no. it's not going to break the bank. And no. that traded. What's well, a trade? Him. He's only on. He's uh, on a small deal. He's on sixteen a year, sixteen million a year, which, which is a very friendly contract in yeah. the NBA. And for him, it's friendlier because Dallas has the least tax of all teams. It does. Good on him. Um, Miles Bridges. <laughs> Did you see what he posted on Instagram last week? No. Oh, hilarious. So for context, Miles Bridges is going to be a free agent this offseason. Uh, he posted a selfie on his story, sipping lean, as they call it. So sipping like alcohol, which is fine. And in his like in between his ring finger and his middle finger was a pre-rolled joint. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> so he's getting crucified for sipping henny and smoking joints in the That's offseason. That's some JR Swish shit. Right before he, he could potentially get close to a max contract. Fuck me. That is... That's actually one of his uh, Charlotte teammates. Uh, Mont- it might have been from Montrez Harrell, yeah. who is actually... Fa- he's facing prison he's in tr- time. He's in, he's in trouble. Five, he's facing up to five years in prison for, uh, for well, allegedly trafficking yeah. uh, marijuana. So after he got pulled up in a routine check after he was driving too close to the car in front of him. <laughs> did the police officer not recognise his uh, him, him or did he look at his skin colour? Oh, I don't know. Being America, I, I reckon they looked at his skin colour and said, brother, we need to have a look. Mate, unfortunately, that is the world that they live in over there. It's horrendous. Yeah. So, but yeah, not not the greatest move from either of those two Hornets folks. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have to say. Um, and one of the... <laughs> Tyler Hero made the City Boy comeback of the year. Oh, yeah? So, Tyler Hero last week, his baby mother was posting Instagram stories, bad-mouthing him for potentially cheating. We don't know it was Tyler Hero for sure, but she was putting up all those cryptic mess- stories saying like, you cheat on me, you lose my trust for forever, and stories like that. You know that shit that yeah. those toxic people, unlike you and I, for example, yeah, would post? Good people. Yeah. Um, so, she's been posting that all week. Um, went quiet anyway. He posted a happy birthday to his baby mama with a photo of those two kissing and holding the holding the child, and she's uh, commented like hearts, saying that she loves him. 
So TikTok's blowing up saying he's made, the City Boy comeback has made the comeback of the year. We've must given have, it to him. What a man. Must have got his guns out. Must have got that singlet on that he was wearing in that press conference. You maybe, said that. Maybe he just played Jack Harlow's song about him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, all right, well, we might move away from the NBA onto the NRL. I was going to say golf, but we can go NRL. We'll go NRL. Um, so what we didn't get to cover last week was the origin. So we'll be brief, given everyone's probably caught up with uh, what happened. Queensland getting up in a nail-biting finish, really. Great um, game. Great game. One of the most physical... Oh, one of the great, one of the best games of footy I think I've watched in a long time. So it was yeah. just physical and tough, man. Statistically, the fastest origin ever. So yeah. they had a meters per minute, which is one hundred and fifteen. So for context, the, the NRL average is about 80. 80, 80 to eighty five. Yeah, which is just mental. Like it's, you, it's you're doing 40, a, it's like forty percent faster. You're going from um not the goal line. You're going from the the end zone to the end zone every minute. Yeah, for eighty minutes. Yeah. Just ridiculous. And, and like there were guys like Ruben Cotter. Ruben Cotter, Liam Martin played 80. Liam Martin played 80? Played 80. Fucking hell. How the hell did they give that spastic 80 minutes? Shouldn't be even inside. <laughs> well, Yo should have been sent off for a HIA. Well, yeah, you know, he, he, and he shouldn't have come back. He's sitting out. He sat out last week with concussion. So if you guys watch the replay, the first hit of the game runs into one of our forwards. I think it was Papa Lee. Anyway. Uh, yes. He went to make the tackle. Reeled and out of it. And smashed his head on the ground. And he went to get up to run back to the defensive line and went to run past the defensive line and Cookie had to hold him. Yeah, and stumbled. And like, stumbled. And the whole thing is that, like, as soon as someone stumbles, like, that's nearly it. That's off for a HIA at least. You, did you see his post-game interview? He's, no. This is how sus it was. They asked him on the coverage... How how do you feel about your head knock with your concussion history? He goes, "No, nah, yeah, man, all good. I remember the whole thing." If you have to tell people that you remember the whole thing, you did not remember the whole thing. I tend to agree. It's quite defensive to come out <laughs> yeah. with a statement. Don't chomp. Like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so no, that was terrible. But um, yeah, great game. Uh, Ruben Cotter was unbelievable. Patrick Carrigan was just about Queensland's best player for the first. 50 minutes. Him and Lindsay Collins when they came on were elite. Yeah. The pair of them. There was, they were leading the charge for us. Yeah. They changed the game. Those, and, those two and Grant. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. Grant was unbelievable. Nanai was good off the bench as well. Um, got a breather for the boys. Yeah. Well, he sat out the game after, whether that's Billy's instructions. Oh, look, I don't know if he's that smart. I don't want to give him too much credit. He is, what, 18, 17? Uh, just turned 19. 19. Yeah. But Lake's not that smart. Yeah. But fuck, he can play footy. Yes, he can. Because, uh, yeah, the, the Queensland forwards were unbelievable. Um, Fasul Malawi was good. Papa Lee was good. Kafusi and Kate, well, they were just solid. They just did, did their a job. job. Um, who plays lock for Queensland? Ruben Cotter. Oh, Cotter. And he played the full 80. Blokes a gun. Blokes Weapon. a machine. Um, Dallas Xavier, Xavier Coates going down was not great. But sort of a blessing in disguise because it pushed Val out of the wing. Wow, that play at the end of the first half to stop the try, where he came from the clouds. So he he, he did that at least two or three times, where he came from fucking nowhere to save Queensland's butt in the on the defensive end. Phenomenal, he was great. Um, the Cherry Evans was good. Uh, Munster was incredible. Just, you know, a bit like not hit and miss, but he was just there in the first kind of 45 minutes and then he was it's the best second best half of footy I think I've ever watched from an individual yeah so I think he realised he was too structured yeah and, and it's like mate just go and play what's in front of you you don't need to do that because you got DCE I reckon oh, Ponga was really good 
Ponga was good. It did like I don't know. He's become one of those guys. He just does the work, doesn't he? Yeah, and but he like just, he was doing all the little things. You don't really notice. Like he's always. And how's that? How's that ball that he threw? Yeah. To so he's always sniffing around Powell. the ruck, and then that paid off. So he looked up and he sees Payne Haas at the at the three at the A marker. Yep. Cherry, uh, not Cherry. Um, Cleary at the center and two put the wing. So all yeah. he had to do was skip past Haas, which he's always going to do. Created a straight three on straight two. Straight three on two. Tupo, so, Tupo's already committed to running into the center, well, which not, is where he thinks it's going. Well, it's not even Tupo's fault. Like if no, no. if Cleary bites, that means Tupu has to bite, and Cleary bits. So all Kalen has to do is throw a cutout pass, which yeah. he threw a bullet, bullet, nut on chest onto Val's chest. Yeah. So, um, no, I thought, I, I don't really think there was anyone from Queensland. Actually, to be fair, from either team that played poorly, I would say. Um, uh, junior ball, I was terrible. Yeah. Look, yeah, I didn't really take too much notice of the he, New South Wales guys. Oh, he did. Honest. If I naturally watched him a fair bit, being a para fan. He just didn't do what he's best. Like he, he was too worried about offloading, so he'd he'd like back in and try and offload straight away. Yeah. Whereas he's big enough and strong enough, he'll hit two defenders and he'll get that arm free. Yeah. And I, it unlocks them. I suppose the and the, the biggest kind of controversy leading into it was the the Josh Adokar non-selection, which I think they it hurt New South Wales no doubt. I, I just I just don't think they had enough strike power out of the back. Two hot takes. I think Tupu was the right selection, um, and they played the wingers on the on the wrong sides to cover Coates's, because Tupu plays left and Toto plays right for their clubs, and they switched, and it was purely to cover Coates's jumping. Tupu was good. I don't I, get the Tupu hate. He ran for two hundred and sixteen meters. Yeah, I'm not saying that he was bad, but how many of those two hundred and sixteen meters could you say were genuinely threatening? I'd rather watch as a new like if I was a New South Wales fan, which I'm not, but. If I was, I'd rather see Josh Adokar run for 175 meters because I reckon I'm getting more X but you're, out of By it. doing that, it's you're risking being jumped on on either side of the wing because you have Toa and Adokar versus Cobo and Coates. Okay, but it's not really going to be an issue in this uh, upcoming the upcoming Origin game, is it really? Well, if we pick Talungi, he's still a fair bit bigger. Yeah, but Josh Adokar v Talungi, that's just a good matchup. Yeah, I wouldn't pick Talungi anyway. We'll get to that. Yeah, that is the other selection. And I, I thought it was strange that he I still, got... I still don't think you you, you don't drop Tupu now. You picked him for a job. You don't drop yeah. him for one and actually game. On, and he executed. On that, so Katoni Staggs and Daniel Tupu were both selected in the Tongan team to play... Some New old, Zealand. Oh, New Zealand. Uh, on the Saturday before Origin 2. So they've pledged for the Blues, though. You've just fucking ruined it. I read that like... Five minutes before we come on air. Oh. Oh, you fucking dickhead. Anyway, they have both pledged their uh, allegiance to New South Wales, um, which, I mean, it's good to see, I suppose. It'll make the Origin game better. Don't know where that uh, leaves them for future selections for Tonga. but I think the World Cup, they can re-pledge. Yeah, okay. The, the NRL's going to have to do that to promote the growing of the game yeah. in those other countries. But it's- on that Tongan team, Stacked. Holy fuck. Holy shit. Like, they're a little bit light on in the halves. Yeah, they're playing... Um, Stags at six. Six, which I like that. Yeah, I don't hate it either, but holy crap, their forward line is freaking scary. <laughs> like... Even the backs are guns. So, Taukeaho is one of the props. Um, and um, For context, Olaquati is off the bench. Yeah, who... It, like, 
could nearly be playing for New South Wales is one of the most destructive second rows in the game at the moment. So they got Colin Matangi in on the in the back row as yep. well. Um, Tupanua. Tupanua. Is it eleven or twelve or something? Like the, the, they're the team, the and they're all they're all just massive. Tamalolo, Tamalolo. Oh man, that it's, back row: Colin Matangi, Tamalolo, and Tupanua is ridiculous. So their like their spine is a little bit light on. I think whoever's their nine is probably not like world class, but. They go for to be ridiculous. Oh man, the leg speed that they're going to have in the ruck is just going to be stupid. I wouldn't want to come up. I'd, Australia play Tonga. I'd be. I'd watch that game. I'd Same pay here. money to. I'm going to watch that, that game. New Zealand game because that New Zealand yeah. team looks bloody good too. Yeah. I love the halves pairing of Dylan Brown and Jerome Hughes. Yep, that's amazing. Yeah. So no, I think uh, like gone are the years where it was just Australia used to just flog everyone. I think gone like some of the island nations. Oh. New Zealand are really starting to look um, look better. It's going to be that Tongan team that is the next World scary. Cup is going to be sick. Yeah. Um, on back on the NRL now. Uh, oh, actually, well, on the Origin still. If you were Freddie Fittler, what changes are you making for Origin two? I would drop Junior Paulo um, completely. I would put Tarek Sims on the bench because you can use him as a prop if you need be. Um, I'd bring back Angus Crichton yesterday, and I'd start Cameron Murray. I'd have those two as the starters, starting back row. Leave Yo Murray on the edge in Origins. So who are you having as your starting props? Um, I'd just start Reeks instead of Paulo. Yeah, cool. I'm happy with that. That's it. I'd leave the wingers. So S- Martin stays. Yeah, on the bench. Yeah, I think he's a lot better as an impact player off the bench. He can play eighty. Like he proved it. Yeah, but him off the off the bench, a bit more juice in him. Hits fucking well, he, hard. Well, I mean, he comes off the bench for Para. Uh, for Penrith, so I think that not is... now, not, not since Capewell left. Yeah, okay, but like, but I think that's his, that's his best position. He's playing packs 50, of punch. 55 minutes, yeah, off the bench. and just ripping. Yeah, so no, I th- that's pretty much the same. I I probably would play if, a car for a bit of X factor, but if, oh, I mean, like you said, I think Toto and Tupo ran for nearly 400 meters combined. I forgot one thing. Yeah, I'd be dropping Crichton. Only not. Oh yeah, yeah. So the fourteens, I had a little think about fourteens replacements. So their best, so the best fourteen, I think in Origin, it's got to, it's got to be someone who can play hooker, because it with the game that fast, if you can give your hookers a spell and like rotate them around, and you can still get fifty minutes out of each and play the you need a fourteen that can play as a middle forward as a nine and may, and then have someone that cover your edges. I think for New South Wales... You know Wales, who's the perfect 14? Big, Jack Whiten. Yep, but he, but he can't. He's left centre. <laughs> so their next best 14 is like... A Victor Radley, if he was fit, would yeah. be fucking amazing. Because he can play nine, he can play lock. He does both really well. Good ball player. Um, Reese Robson from the Cowboys. Yep. He's gone into camp. Yep. I think he'd be a great candidate for 14. Yeah. He's good. Yep. It's similar to Cotter. They're actually quite similar... Stiff as fuck on uh, Appy Corusau, who is like obviously a much better nine. But he's only but he's a not, nine. But he's he's a much better club nine. It's only a nine. He's only a nine. And in the origin, and Cookie no can one play played. eighty. Yeah. So you need someone who can play lock. So the Radley Reese Robson would be great. Um, Corusau is a good notable mention. A sneaky one though, which is going to make a lot of people cringe. Dylan Walker. Oh, shut up! He's a great fourteen. Oh, stop! He's played for the Blues before. Uh, yeah, how'd that go? Oh, well, he played against the Immortals, so... <laughs> nah, oh, I, I, that would be very, very left field. I think the the Reese robson call kind of probably caught a few people by surprise. I would pick Reese robson at But 14. it makes sense. He's playing some... And he's honestly, it's not as if he's only just been... 
playing good footy whilst the Cowboys are winning. He was good last he year. He was good last year when they sucked. So I'd, nah, I'd put him at 14 I'd, over Crichton because like if, if Luttrell was fit or if Staggs got injured, you could have... Or, sorry, if Luttrell was fit, you'd put him at left centre and White at 14, done. If Staggs was injured, I'd put Crichton straight in. Yeah. But I'd probably keep Staggs there, to be honest. Like, he didn't do anything bad. Nah. I want to see him win a full game. Yeah. You know, get some more early ball. Yeah, absolutely. Yourself? No, I would make the similar changes, I would think. I'd probably have Addo Carr. I, I, I still just reckon I'd get him in. That's fine. Honest. I, just, and I understand. The other one was I didn't really... Uh, Jake Travojevic, I thought, was stiff not to be there. I think he's just... I don't know, he's just one of those guys that he's not flashy and he, he's never... He's still silky, though. He's nev- yeah, but he's and he's never going to be your 10 out of 10. But he's just a 9 out of 10 every, every week. Time. He's never, ever shit. And he's like, I was actually talking to my old man about it. He's a big Manly fan. And it's just, he's one of those guys that he's never out of form. It's not like you can pick the guy because he's not in form. Like, he can't fall out of form. He's no. just, I he think- does all the basics so well. He's just class, man. So yeah. I, th- I think the, the only thing that. with Origin, if it was, it might be a little bit too quick for him. Yeah, but that's, I that's, I, pull, I wonder that's what, pulling hairs, though. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, I'd like to see him get back in there. Not the biggest Liam Martin fan, so I wouldn't mind seeing Jakey in as one of the all-time great people in the NRL. I would rather us play against Jake Trebojevic than Liam Martin. Yeah. I think so if, oh, if I was Freddie, I'd be picking Liam Martin. Yeah, nah, that's probably fair. Left wing. He put it Queensland's left wing. Not Murray Tulungi. So your candidates are Tulungi, Hammer, and um, Corey Oates. Billy's kind of said Corey Oates is not an option, but for our sake, I'll let you pick him. Look, I can. I, I mean, I can see why they don't want to pick him. Like they, you know, the other two are much younger. Corey Oates is only twenty-seven, but like they're looking to the but future. He, yeah, but he runs like he's thirty-five. He seriously runs like his knees don't work anymore. So, I don't know. I think Hammer is probably the option. He's been there, done that. So, what I'd do is I'd pick Hammer at centre, put Holmes in the wing. Yep. But I think um, Tulungi's going to get the spot. Which, again, I don't mind. He's playing good footy. And even though we spoke about him like four weeks ago being the cowboy that you probably dropped to get Hammer He's the cowboy's the third best winger when everyone's fit. It's different, isn't it? But he's probably, possibly also Queensland's third best winger when fit. Yeah. So, yeah, no, that'll be that'll be interesting to see because I mean, um, Corey if, Corey Oates has been awesome for the yeah. Broncos this year. And to be to, to Lungy's credit, he's been great. Good, yeah. he eats meters and he finishes well. Yeah, he does. Yeah, doesn't make too many errors. Nah. So, and I mean, the Cowboys they've been scoring a heap of tries and and their defense has actually been really good the last few weeks too. And no, and I mean he's part of that and he's playing great. A couple of the finishes that. Um, that one in Magic Round where he some like he was about eight meters over the sideline. He flicked his Scotty drink water. Flicked to drink water for the first paid, try. Paid my first try score. Absolutely, it did. Um, now on Dally M. So the the leaderboard count has gone behind closed doors after Origin one. Who's your man? You Bar- wait way too early to call winner. Um, Dally M. I'll give you who I think will win and a smoky. Yep. So my man, if I was betting on it, barring injury, be Isaiah Yo. Yep. Uh, He's also my pick. Yeah. A smoky probably would be Nathan Cleary. Oh, I, I disagree. There you go. That's fine. Uh, I think, um, look, he missed a few games at the start of the year. I know he started to creep up the leaderboard there too, but I think him and Yo will just take too many votes off one another. Wet sale and, time. Yeah. And I think, 
Isaiah Yeo's like five votes ahead of him. And I think he'll retain that lead on Cleary. Um, the other one, Ben Hunt is actually in the lead going into halfway. But Dragons just, are only good for the first half of the season. I also can't see the Dragons doing that well, which in turn will eventually affect Ben Hunt. The polls when people aren't going to give him three and twos when they keep getting flogged every week. Yeah. Like they do most weeks. In the second half of the season. Yeah. Disgusting. Oh, man, just foul. I think um, Pappenhausen was going to run away with it before he got injured. That's a shame. Uh, it is a shame. So I wouldn't mind seeing Ben Hunt win it, though. He's a good player. He's playing really well this year. Played well in origin. Does Ben Hunt get a $1 million extension? Yes. Yeah, I agree. Who else is out there? Yeah. He's a, he is a very close to a premiership winning half. And your man is hot in the market. Jackson Hastings. The they reckon he's going to fetch 800 a year. Yeah, the Knights, the Knights are looking at him. So the halves combo of Milford and Hastings. Get will, that will, bag. It'll either be the Knights or the Dolphins. I reckon you'll see that pair at one or the other. Who's that, sorry? Hastings and Milf. Yeah, right. No, I'd, I'm uh, like I said, big fan of Jackson Hastings. I would love story. I would love to see Hastings and the Knights. Think of this spine. So you'd have Ponga, Milford, Hastings, and Brayley. Brayley, yeah. Yeah, and that gives you something to work around. And then you've got the Saifides, they have an elite Frizzell and Clemmer. They have an elite Ford pack. Plus um, Barnett and Mitch, Fitzgibbon. Mitch Although Barnett's gone Barnett's next year, gone, but they've got Adam Elliott. Yeah. And oh, yeah. Lachlan Fitzgibbon's handy. Handy, very solid. Like That's an elite pack with a decent spine. And Edric, Dan, Dan Gaga in the centres, Bradman Ed, Best in the centres. Edric Lee on the wing, who's like back and once give him this whole year. This year's a write-off for them anyway. Tawala's been good for them in the yep. centres. Like... And Dom Young's actually improving a lot. Absolutely. Mate, that's an elite squad. Yeah. Just got to stay in the park. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. And um, yeah, Jackson Hastings, massive fan. But yeah, 800 grand. Jay's halves are in high, high, high demand. Because there's so many clubs that are getting two good ones. And T- Townsend and Reynolds this year getting bought by the clubs and killing it. Yeah. It's just going to drive any halfback who's in the market next up. And yeah. look at Jackson Hastings. Yeah. Probably getting the minimum at Tigers because he offered his services and only the Tigers are interested. Yeah. But they are dumb enough to pay overs when they're the only one paying. Yeah, absolutely. They've, so, done, it, they've done it before and they'll do it again. A quick shout out to the Cowboys for picking up Luciano Leilua for the rest of the season. Have they? Most likely. Um, the Tigers wanted... The, the Tigers have released him. Yeah. They've let him go. And so they he have, won't, they, he's played his last game in a Tigers uniform. And they have the room to take him on. Yeah. And it recovers Hylam Lukey. Yeah, that sucks. That sucks. Didn't um, look good either. Yeah, so good work from Todd Payton. Dumb as fuck from the Tigers. What else do you expect? No shock. DMC, DMC moves. DMC baiters. Um, last bit of general sport. I'll try and wrap it up quickly. The golf. The golf. So more and more have defected to live golf. Have seen that. And Did Rory McIlroy come out and just spray a whole heap of people for that? Brooks Kepka. Ah, right. So... And yeah, Justin Thomas. Yeah. And John Rahm as well. So, Brooks, so it's the USPGA this week for the majors. Yep. Um, Going to be a great tournament. And uh, for for those of us who aren't up to date with the golf, what is this Live, live, live Golf? So, it's a separate tour. It's meant to rival the PGA. It's more, they get, it's more for like the fringes as well. So, you get paid more for joining the tour. It's a three round event and it's the format's completely different. Uh, for comparison, when you're watching, You'll see about 20, oh, I can't remember the start. I think it's like you'll see 20 shots a minute on the on the PGA TV, whereas Live Golf, you'll pretty much see a shot a second. 
Jesus. The coverage is it's quite good. It'll rival it. Wow. They're doing some weird stuff, and it's it's Saudi funded, so there's a bit of I did political hear that. stuff about yeah. that. Yeah. Um. So there is. There's been a few massive defections. So Dustin uh, Johnson went. Phil Mickelson went. Bryson DeChambeau's now gone as well. Uh, Patrick Reed, everyone's least favorite golfer, has gone. Um, That's because he cheats, right? Yeah. Ian yeah. Poulter's has gone. Oh, Lee yeah. Westwood's gone. Uh, Brooks hasn't gone yet. Um, so the USPGA is this week. So there's been it's just been all over the headlines. And Brooks snapped this morning. He's getting interviewed and asked about it. And he's like, "Come on, guys! Like we've had an awesome like Canadian Open last week. We've got the, the this prestigious USPGA Golf Masters this week. It's at one of the five original courses from the start at Boston. And all you guys are talking about is the Live Tour." If people go for their own reasons, they're going. But like, don't shit on this prestigious event where all these guys are here trying to play golf and play the master, this master, not master, this major tournament. Like, shut up about it. Stop talking about it. And the way he snipped, totally, totally unlike the media to ruin stuff like that and just be complete. It's so unlike Brooks too, because Brooks has been in the past. He's been in the past complaining about how he gets bored between holes five and twelve, and because they go for too long. <laughs> and now they're offering a shorter format, and he goes, nah. Not interested. John Rahm come out and said, um, for me, if I retired now, like, or if I went over to live and got $400 million signing bonus, it doesn't change my lifestyle. And I'm all about legacy and building, like, playing in the biggest tournaments with the best golfers on Yeah, tour. I thought the, probably the most interesting defection was Phil Mickelson. Uh, nah, he got like a $800 million signing dollar bonus, which now makes him the, the biggest money maker in golf history ahead of Tiger Woods. Oh, so that's why. Yeah, he, I just, he, he's, I just, got, he's well known for gambling debts. Right. Daddy Phil. Um, Tiger got offered a billion dollar signing bonus and said no. Yeah. And that's, I don't And uh, Dustin's was like uh, 200 mil. Bryson's would be about the same. It's just stupid money. Yeah. It, but if it if the tour fails, it'd be like the Super League thing. It'll improve the PGA product. Yeah. So I think it's a good thing. It's just a bit of a shit fight at the moment. Um, but... The, it's kind of a watch this space kind of thing, isn't it? Yeah, the US majors. This it's a tight course, short greens. It's quite long too, so bogey avoidance is key. Third best in the tour for bogey avoidance is Justin Thomas. The men's in form. Back the boys. Nice, nice, nice. And while we're talking about betting, there is a niche stat that I forgot to share for the NRL. So, in the last four round fifteens, that makes sense. Yep. Alex Johnson has scored a double. So get on your score. He's paying three dollars fifty to score two plus tries. Jump oh, on it. Well, that, no, that's tonight. It's too late. That's, oh fuck! It's literally happening right now. My apologies. Actually, if, <laughs> well, you might speak it into existence. Let's see how they're going. Well, I'll so send far. it. I'll send it to a couple of known punters that we know. Go on, Jack. Spit it out. So, as of right now, the Dragons are up twenty four nil after twenty four minutes, <laughs> and that is that's five tries. Oh, Zach Lomax can't kick today. Hunt, Ravalawa, Debellin, Ravalawa, Suli. Fuck. Fucking hell. Well, that'll ruin everyone's tipping early. Anywho, um, we'll move on. Uh, that's all. pretty much all I've got for general sport. You got anything else to add? No, nah, we'll leave it. We're not, we won't touch on the tipping. It's, there's short rounds. Yeah. Nothing, so, nothing significant's happened. So we had a... There was an incident in one of our hockey games oh, six weeks ago, which will shock you to no end that involves Sam. Oh. So we're playing a yeah shocker shock shock me. Um, we're playing a div two game and there's a this young fella who's pretty chippy from one of the oh, other clubs. I, I think I know this story. Who um yeah who uh, you who used to actually play for our club and 
You know, there's there's a bit of a there's always a war of words anytime we see them, whether whether we're on the hockey field or not. Um, anyway, so they were beating us fairly comfortably. I think it was five nil actually at that point, um, about halfway through the third quarter. And uh, white flags up. Yeah, oh, pretty much. We're not given up, but it was kind of one of those things that we'd been defending for seventy five percent of the game thus far. Couldn't get anything going. So um, anyway, the whistle went. This kid had the ball. The whistle went. It was a free hit to us. He's not heard the whistle and happened to be running towards Sam at the time. Now, Sam obviously is like at his wits end because we're getting beaten <laughs> and um, and decided to yeah take no mercy on this kid. I say kid, like he's 19. Like, you know, and we're playing men's hockey anyway. Well, he's a male playing men's hockey. So he's got his head down over the ball and Sam didn't give a fuck. So Sam just stood there as he does with his 105 keg frame on a good day and just flattened this kid. <laughs> anyway, so that was halfway through the third quarter. He did not return. So he went off the field sucking and didn't come back because he was scared. And we came back 5-2, lost, scored the two goals. Nice. Bang. Um, anyway, so <clears throat> it then came time for us to play them again. Now, to preface that, three weeks ago, this kid was walking behind the net while Sam and I were defending a penalty corner in one of our games. We weren't playing against them and he walked behind. Anyway, we got in a, another kind of war of words again and his last message as he walked off into the distance was, hey, Jack, how about you go win a game? Because Burley, his club, they're quite successful. They beat us all the time. How about you go and win a game? Yeah, great. Yeah, really good comeback after I've just abused you for 35 seconds. No, good. So uh, anyway, uh, we... Uh, you win a game. Yeah. So anyway, we then played them again on the weekend. And for the first time in seven years, Mudjabar beat Burley in a uh. men's game. <laughs> anyway, so we're all just screaming at him. Hey, go win a game. Go win a game. Anyway, fun fact. That was three weeks ago. And since that happened, I have not lost a game of hockey. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, so uh, karma. She's a bitch. She'll come back and get you. That is uh, that is this week's life story. Yeah, nice. You got anything for us? I've been up. To, I've been doing some Sean things. You've been up to no good, haven't you? I've been doing some uh, funky behaviours that might raise the eyebrows. So Friday had my last day at Centrelink. Um, nice. I went in sick, like just on the you know the comeback of being sick. So I was probably like eighty percent healthy. Went in for the last day. Oh, also, sorry, before you move on, just touching on the whole flu thing, um, the fatigue what? is next level. Oh, yeah, it is. The next day, I like, and probably two days after I was at my worst, my body and my head and stuff felt perfectly fine. It got to about three o'clock and I was like, I need a nap. Yeah. I was dead set cooked. Yep, I was anyway, napping. Anyway, carry on. Yeah, so jump back into work last day. I was like, sweet. Clock off a quarter to four. Told the floor, like, in my goodbye speech, which I accidentally called the whole office old. Oh, well. <laughs> kind of true. You're not wrong. <laughs> um, go to, we'll go to Mr. PP's, have a couple of beers, all that jazz. Anyway, so I'm about three pints and 30 minutes deep. <laughs> you know, it's let's celebrate. Uh, I get a call from an, an unknown number, and I was like, oh, I have a feeling this will be my new employer calling me, telling me where to go. Uh, it's Dragons have scored again to be 30 nil. 30 nil after 28 minutes. Yeah, so I answer the phone. Sure enough, it's my new team leader. He's like, hey, Sean, just want to um, let you know, like, we're really happy to, happy to have you. Like, keen, like, really, you know, excited to have you on Thursday. And my words were, yeah, mate, I'm super stoked, eh? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah, super stoked. I'm like, yeah, yep, yep, keen as. 
just being a fucking retard. Hung up the phone. I was like, not my best moment. Hopefully I can, you know, pull my socks up. Fast forward to three o'clock that night when I was supposed to go home at 10 o'clock. <laughs> I, um, actually four o'clock, get to Main Beach in a hotel with a random mid-40s lady I've never met before. Boys, it's time to get down to business. Possibly my worst ever sexual encounter. Won't ever happen again. That was horrendous. <laughs> 5.30, need to get an Uber back from Main Beach to Chevron Island. No Ubers going around. So I got a line bike. Oh, no. Rode, rode the line bike into the wind. It was six degrees. <laughs> it was so cold. I was riding down the middle of the Gold Coast Highway with my like um, hands under my armpit. Like, under my armpits trying to keep warm. Yeah, thankfully it's gotten a bit warm in the last couple of days, but far out, like, like probably two weeks before that. Been all I could bitter. think about is that was the biggest waste of time I've ever had. It was it was just horrendous. Like You reckon she's gone to tell her friends about it? Probably. It just sucked. Like, <laughs> oh, something smelled. <laughs> and I have, for those that know me, I have no sense of smell, pretty much. Oh, I could smell it. So something was up. Fucking hell. Um, yeah. Um, Quick update, St. George, 32-0 after 29 minutes. And Matt Kuhneman had his first wicket. Congratulations, Matthew. Which is pretty cool. Patham Nisanko, caught behind. Alex Carey, well done. Matt Kuhneman also took the catch for the second wicket. He's in the game. He's got one for 24 off five. Yeah. Recovering. Have we spoke... Have we had a podcast since we sunk the axe? So me and Brad took out those kayaks that we spoke about on last episode to the seaway. Um, And my kayak started taking on water on the way out. And I told Brad, and he just giggled at me and didn't take it seriously. So we get right out past wave break. And then my half of my kayaks, the back half is underwater, which where the battery was. So then the battery was cooked. And we're going into the tide back to Labrador. And then almost completely took on water. So I tried to jump onto Brad's kayak with him. And we could just tow it behind us with his motor, which was perfectly fine. I got on. We were good. I was in a very awkward position. And Brad and I tried to adjust. I got the the cramp of death up my left leg (laughs) and we capsized. Perfect. And we lost about $2,000 of fishing gear, close to. So that was super awesome. This bloke on a little, like, almost like a tinny, come over and was like, you guys right? I was like, no, mate, this kayak's underwater. Do we look all right? And he goes, oh. (laughs) And he gave us about five reasons why he couldn't help us. I'm like, no, fucking whatever. We're about 100 meters off any beach at this point excellent <laughs> so he eventually came back just leaving you out there to so die. he could tow us for five minutes to labrador and where we were or he could tow us for two minutes to wave break island and we'd paddle across to labrador so he chose that <laughs> superb superb what a bloke so i said to brad i'm not in, i'm not going to this kayak ever again you can paddle it back like i was filthy like i was ropeable so i made brad paddle back his kayak that took on water we eventually got back after like two hours of being retarded and that is how we conveniently spent a thousand dollars. And that'll each. be that'll be your last fishing adventure in the kayaks? Yeah. Much to Brad's surprise when he asked me <laughs> a couple of days later, Hey mate, do you wanna go fishing in the yaks? No can't. No can't. I don't want to go fishing in the yaks. Oh bloody hell. <laughs> I now I now have your kayak PTSD. Not not any kayak, just a grey one. Actually, um, and on the shout out to uh, this is completely unrelated, um, massive shout out to Melbourne Demons for completely ruining about fifteen people's tipping last week. <laughs> yep. we all would have had perfect rounds if it wasn't for that. Yep. <laughs> um, and I think and who lost the NRL last round last week? 
Because I'm pretty sure that fucked everyone too. Nah, next question. Oh, yeah. The Bulldogs beating the Eels 34-4. to Perfect. Go the Eels. Serial pretenders. So, moving on. Let's play one of the TikTok trend games. Right. So, <laughs> anyone who knows me uh, knows that I do not have TikTok. And I must... I feel like I'm one of the last human beings on Earth that doesn't have it. But you watch the Instagram reels. But I physically... Not heaps, but... But I just physically refuse to bow to the the trend that is TikTok. However... Sean has enlightened me that there is some trend going around. Sean, please explain. So you say someone is like a rating on a number and then you say a trait that'll boost it or decrease it. So I'll give you an example and I'll start it. So she's a 10, but she thinks she's categorically better than you in any category. Three. I would say she's a, th- a two. Yeah, no, she's, yeah, that's a three. Yeah. Uh, I'll, g- <laughs> I'll give you another one. So she's a seven. <laughs> But she has to get her nails done every week. Ah, uh, she's a two. Two. I love that we're like we're just synchronizing here. This is perfect. Um, so uh, do I have to do one now? Yeah, you should probably do one. Right. Okay. So, um, can you think? Can you do another one? And I'm, I'll try and think of one. I'm also trying to think of one. Oh man, this is going to be some excellent, <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's right. excellent podcasting here for the next uh, 35 seconds. All right, so I my brain. <laughs> we'll say she's a four. But she'll watch any sport with you and be and actually know what she's talking about. Uh, eleven. <laughs> I'd say a seven. Uh, all right. What about uh, she's a five? No, she's an eight, but she's vegan. I want to say six, but she's going to tell me about it every time. So four. <laughs> and Fantastic. she's going to remind, and that person reminds you every time you eat a steak. That, that that cow once was living mm. and you're now eating the, the grass puppy. What about you? What, what is that person? No, nah, same. Same here. Yeah. No, I reckon it'd be a four. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. I'm going to say four. I remember one I had from earlier. Perfect. <laughs> She's a nine, but she only listens to Taylor Swift in the car. <laughs> uh, no, sh- no matter how long the road trip. Oh, fuck. I can watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, if we're driving from here to work, she's a three. What about tomorrow? Bar? <laughs> Minus eight. <laughs> yeah. A bit like the temperature this time of year, I'd imagine. Fuck that. Uh, all right. She's a six, but she can cook. Nine. Tens, tens are a precious commodity. What does constitute a ten As close in this to, game? Oh, it's your own personal opinion of ten. But like, tens are something you should not give out often, in my opinion. Right. You get a lot of strong nines, a lot of like soft nines, but <laughs> never. It's very hard to get a ten. Uh, what about a soft ten? No, it's not a thing. Okay. <laughs> a ten. A ten is a ten. A ten is pretty much perfect. Oh man, I feel like I'm getting dumber trying to think of these things. Yeah. But I'm practicing maths. <laughs> <laughs> No, nah, we might leave it there. Unless we'll, you've got any, any We'll leave last it there, ones. but we'll, uh, we'll we'll be a little bit more prepared next week. Perfect. All right. Well, thank you for joining us again, guys. If you want to get in contact with us, feel free to hit us up on Instagram at Armchair Critics. Sean is also now uh, on the Instagram, so we will be a little bit more active in the coming weeks. You'll notice the posts will get less intelligent. Because I am fucking useless on the old social media. So uh, Sean's, well, not taking over, but he's definitely... Uh, now wrestling with me to uh, 
in saying to that, try and build it a little bit. You'll have no issues noticing who's talking to you on the armchair critics because one of us will be punctual and the other one will be in Nambour Slack. <laughs> That's very fair. And uh, if you want to send us an email, uh, armchaircritics at outlook.com. Um, feel free to send us any uh, any requests if you've segment got, ideas if you have any of those scenarios that we just brought up send them in yeah I, I, you know what else I feel like we should start doing is uh, we should leave the podcast with a riddle okay do you have one no I don't next week but what we'll do next week is I'll bring a riddle and then through the week you got to send us the answer to the riddle and then we will announce it on the following podcast I like that I've just thought of that no, it's just fucking podcasting genius. Right, guys, thanks for uh, thanks for tuning in after our uh, well-deserved week off for Sean, who was very crook, um, <laughs> and messaged me on the night saying, nah, I probably can't, eh? <laughs> um, so, yeah, thanks for joining us, guys, and we will see you same time next week. Ciao.